The scripture lesson this morning is taken from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 32 to 35. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 32 to 35. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife and his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I'm saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in the right way in an undivided devotion to the Lord. Now, Reverend Ding will now share with us this morning's sermon, What Do You Worry About? Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Oh Lord, as we dive into your word, Lord, we pray that you send your spirit to lead us. For you are the spirit of truth and help us as we understand your word, help us and give us strength to obey. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. What are you worrying about? Are you a kind of the kind of person who will be distracted easily? I guess when we grow, we will. And especially when we are busy, we will. And the more we deal with our children when we started to have kids, then the more we will be easily distracted. Right? As parents, you know. As younger children, when you are busy with a lot of things, you may know about that. As I, for these past few months, uh, taking care of a baby is not an easy job. Yeah, and that always distracts me. And as I get busier, I felt like I'm easily distracted. Whenever I try to um, throw away the diapers, the dirty diapers, and come to the rubbish bin, if I see the rubbish bin is empty without plastic bag, then I will go to get a plastic bag. When I go to kitchen and get a plastic bag, I found out the plastic bags are scattered around. So I will tidy out there. And then after I tidy out, I found out there are dirty dishes in the sink and I will try to wash some of the dirty dirty dishes and after I wash some of the dirty dishes and clean out and uh, tidy out in the kitchen then I walk out to the living room then I forgot what am I doing what was I doing do you feel the same thing are you easily distracted Not only in family, in our workplace, in our school, anywhere, we could be easily distracted. When there are a lot of things, we have a lot of concerns, we have a lot of, we have a lot of things to worry about, and we get anxious. What are you worrying about currently? What are those things? and what will affect, what is the effect on you? 
when we look at this passage, uh, Paul is not merely talking about um, marriage or singleness. When we often read this chapter, we will feel like, oh, Paul is talking about marriage. Oh, Paul is talking about singleness. Oh, Paul is talking about something to do with um, divorce or um, the second marriage. When Paul addresses all this issue, it leads, of course, it's, it, there is a cause. What is the cause? You can turn to your Bible and then we can study this passage together. Uh, I will not only focus on the few verses, but the other uh, parts of the chapter also. So if you can, please turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. One Corinthians chapter seven, verse one, Paul said, "Now for the matters you wrote about." Paul is referring to the matters that the Corinthian church they wrote to Paul to address the issue, and Paul writing letters to reply. Uh, give, give, giving some direction on tackling those issues. So here in the first verse, Paul said, for the matters you wrote about, what is the matter? What are the matters? We don't know. But according to uh, the few chapters, um, just in front, um, before this chapter, in chapter 5, Paul did talk about um, the the really... It's really a problem in Corinthians, in the church, even in the church, that they have very messy sexual life. Yeah, very messy sexual life among Corinthians. Some are even Christians. So Paul is writing the letter to deal with it, to reply about the matters that they report to Paul. So what... Um, Paul said here in verse 1, he said, It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. So what matter is that? What are the matters that Paul will end up giving such an advice saying it's good for a man not to have sexual relationships with a woman? And then continue on, Paul talk about uh, the desire of having um, the desire of sexual rela- relationship. So Paul said, in, in a way out, they ought to have uh, one man ought to have only one wife and one woman ought to have only one husband. Yeah, That's what Paul addressed in the beginning of chapter 7. So the previous letter, what, uh, what did the church address? We don't know, but we know it's bad. We know it's very messy. It's so messy that one of the cases is mentioned. One of the cases is mentioned in chapter 5. Paul said, There are someone in Corinthian church having sex with his father's second wife. Is that messy? Can you imagine that happened in a church? And the church doesn't chase away, doesn't um, deal with it. 
and ask the people, ask that person to leave. But in fact, the church are proud because because of their um their heart, which they thought they are good, they are nice to that person, and they are able to remain such people in the church. It's terrible. So Paul addressed that um, in chapter five, saying someone having sex with his father's second wife. And here in this chapter, um, we Paul talk about marriage, talk about singleness, talk about divorce or um, marry again. Why are Paul? Talking about all these, it relates to the matters that I addressed earlier, as I said. And in chapter six, Paul actually said, "We need to keep our body holy, for our bodies are the temple of Holy Spirit. So we need to keep the holiness of our body, because it is our body. They are the temples of Holy Spirit. So in chapter seven." Paul come to a solution.、Um, he gives some guidance or solutions to the issues they are have they are having in the churches in Corinthians. When we read about when we read this passage, do you feel like it's more holy being single? Do you feel that way? Let us read. These few verses again, of、uh, one Corinthians chapter seven, verses thirty-two. I'll read to you to、uh, from thirty-two to thirty-four. Paul said, "I would like you to be free from concern, and a married man is concerned about the law's affair, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided." An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affair. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please her husband. When you read these few verses, do you feel like, oh, Paul is saying singleness is better than getting married? Ah,、uh, being single is better than getting married. Is that what Paul trying to say? Or I'll ask: Is there anything wrong to get married? In fact, Paul said that in verses twenty-seven to twenty-eight. Let us、uh, look at verses twenty-seven to twenty-eight. Paul said, "Are you pledged to a woman?" Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not seen. And if a virgin marries, she has not seen. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. And I want to spare you this. So Paul. As he said that, oh,、uh, seems like being single is better than getting married. But Paul, in verse twenty-seven and twenty-eight, 
28, he said, uh, if you are married, don't, uh, don't be guilty or don't worry about it. There's no issue getting married. If you are single, you have no issue being in singleness. And Paul said, uh, seems like Paul still enhancing his point that being single is better than getting married. Why was Paul saying so? Why Paul think of uh, being single is better than getting married? Actually, Paul also talked about the reason in verses 29 to 31. He said, What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them. For this world indeed is present form is passing away. We must know the context of Paul in that generation. And from that, we can understand why Paul is giving such an advice. Where Paul actually emphasized that this is not a command from God, but this is his personal opinion advising people to keep singleness. Why is it so? Why Paul encouraging people to be single? Because in that environment, it's quite um, bad. They are, they have persecutions. They are war. Even um, if we look at the 12 apostles, 12 of them, no one and no one died naturally, uh, except for, I think, John. John is the only one die naturally but he was uh, putting to an island um, try to leave him there and let him die on the island he's the only one growing old but the other 11 apostles are died of persecution even Paul himself having his head chopped off that is the context of that environment full of hatred full of persecutions upon uh, to all the Christians and Paul is talking about this in that context if you think about uh, if you imagine having wars having very bad uh, crisis getting married and having baby being pregnant that is very very challenging and very troublesome and all your focus will be on your wife or your husband. How are they? Uh, where are they? I think some elderly even um, having experiences of uh, grandparents. Some are still in China and their spouse are here having children. And then after uh, quite a while, they can't even connect with one another. Uh, those issues that Paul may face in that generation in that context and that's, that is why Paul said single is better uh, keep um, being single is better than getting married that is due to that context <coughs> and 
And in such a context, if we if they get married, there are a lot of concerns, and that will distract Christ, Christians, distract their focus from the Lord, from Jesus, to their、uh, worldly things, to their、uh, wives, to the、uh, the things, the the matters in the families, the matters、uh, in the society, the war, and so on. All these will distract them from the focus on the Lord. So, what about those get, uh, get, uh, um, those who are married? Do they need to、um, divorce? Paul actually said quite clear here that those who are married don't try to divorce. Those who are single don't think about、uh, getting married. But when Paul giving as he gives all these advice, he come to. Point where he made himself. He tried to make himself very clearly that he said all these not to、uh, make us、uh, anxious or we worries about what to decide whether getting married or not, or waiting whether doing this or that. No, in verse thirty-five, Paul said, Paul said this in th- verse thirty-five. I am saying this for your own good. Not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way, in undivided devotion to the Lord. Paul said, "Whether getting married sounds like getting married is not as good as being single." But Paul said he said this. He gave all this advice not to restrict you, not to. Keep you from getting married, or not to try to、um, disturb you, but he want to emphasize that keep your focus clear, that you can live a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. So the focus should be on Jesus Christ. So what Paul meant, what he meant is this: you need to keep your focus on Jesus. If being single makes you distracted, then you should get married. If being single, or、uh, the desire of your body, the desire of your heart, keep you,、uh, make you hard, or try to disturb you from keeping a holy life, then better、uh, you get married. That's what Paul said in early、uh, at the beginning of chapter seven. And if you want, if you get married, you should know. The focus is on Jesus Christ, and don't let、um, marriage dis- disturb you or make this matter、um, your concern or your worries. And here, Paul actually he said、um, in verse thirty-one, he said, "Those who use the things of the world, as if not." And grows in them, for this world and its present form is、um, passing away. This is、uh, what Paul meant by the affair of this world: the things that will pass, the things that is temporary, and the things that will not last into eternity. Those are the things that belong to this world, the affairs of this world. If you are worrying, if you are concerned about all these things, then you are trapped in the affairs. Of the world, so what is the result if you are trapped? 
we have a lot of earthly concerns. Uh, what is the result? Um, Jesus said this in a parable in Matthew chapter 13, verse 22. Let's read together. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choked the word, making it unfruitful. The word here, uh, the worries of this life, the worries actually is the same Greek word Paul used in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Uh, Paul said, I would like you to free from concern. Yeah, that concern and the word here, worries, is the same word. And in some translation, uh, in original text, uh, some translated as um, anxiety. Uh, don't be anxious. So, if we are anxious, if we worry about all these worldly things, the earthly things, what is the result? Will we grow? Will you grow? Yes or no? No? Actually, yes. If we look at the parable that Jesus said, the seed falling among the thorns, Will they grow? They grow. They do grow. But will they bear fruit? No, they don't bear fruit. That is the result as uh, when we are trapped in the uh, worries of this life, of these earthly things. We will grow. Well, it seems like we are good Christians. We have a lot of things to do. Uh, we seem, um, we look, looks good macam boleh macam yes but we bear no fruit that is the life that is trapped in the worries of this world so Paul actually as he addressed um, the issues and tried to tackle their issues um, in the sexual life in the churches in Corinth among Corinthians Paul actually tried to make this clear that the focus is Jesus Christ not about being single or getting married, not about uh, want to divorce or not, not about uh, marry again or not, but the focus is clear that Jesus is Christ and Jesus should be their focus. They should, um, they should not be um, dis disturbed, they should not be distracted from the focus on Jesus. And that is the godly focus. Paul said we need to uh, serve the, uh, we need to live in the right way, undivided, in undivided devotion to the Lord. In verse 35, the word devotion, actually not as what we understand. Yeah, the original text, the, uh, the Greek word, this word is actually mean, it actually means that we sit near to someone. Uh, the Greek word in original text, uh, which translated as devotion, in the original text it means we sit near to someone. So when we talk about this motion that we sitting near to someone, I guess you are reminded of someone who sit, who sat near to Jesus, and that is Mary. 
in the book of gospel mention about uh, Martha and Mary um, as a contrast and I guess uh, Paul used this word and keep his congregation reminded um, probably uh, remind of that incident that we should focus on our Lord and in Luke um, chapter 10 verses 41 to 42 recorded the incident let us read together what Jesus said to Martha together Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. <coughs> Martha is the, the person who seems like really devoted in serving Jesus Christ, right? He busy here and there, worries about the food, maybe worry about cleaning out the house, uh, serving the gas, uh, serving the food, um, supplying whatever the gas need, and try to be uh, kind and friendly to the guests who come to her their house. And Jesus is the VIP, uh, VVVIP. <laughs> yeah, Jesus is at their place. So Martha is very busy. Uh, with all the words um, in the house and Jesus said to her Martha you are worried and upset about many things you worry about a lot of things you are upset with your sister Mary Mary just sitting in front of Jesus doing nothing why is she not helpful but Jesus told Martha that indeed only one thing that is important one, only one thing that she need to do is just sit in front of Jesus and relax. And I think that is challenging for us, especially Chinese. Right? I guess Chinese can hardly sit and relax. We try to do a lot of things to please the guests. We try to do a lot of things to prove ourselves. Martha is the person who really um, do hard work, busy here and there, trying to please the Lord. But Jesus doesn't praise her. Jesus said, Mary is the person who is blessed. But he yet he did nothing just sitting there focus on jesus and paul used that word in 1 corinthians chapter 7 saying in our marriage is the same for those who, are, who get married you have we have to live in a right way that we have undivided attention to the lord that we know the lord is our lord So should Paul is Paul talking about should we get him married? Actually not. But he gave some of his own opinion. Then Paul said that the focus we must put the focus right. That's on Jesus. And Paul if we if we think about this question and apply it into our life, then should we go to work? we go to work we have a lot of worries we have a lot of anxiety 
and all those things will distract us uh, from the focus of Jesus Christ. Then do we need to achieve high uh, performance in our um, school or in our workplace? Do we need to work extra effort? Or even we can, uh, we should just, should we just uh, sit at home and doing, do nothing? Paul said, don't get troubled. As he said this, Paul said, I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, not to trouble you on these questions that whether you need to get married or not, or whether you should do something or not. But Paul, try to emphasize that we need to live in a right and correct way that we have our full focus on Jesus Christ, that we sit near to Jesus and enjoy the presence of God. What does that mean? That means we don't need to, um, we don't get distracted on the worldly things which make us losing um, the blessing in the rest of the Lord. So when when we apply this into our life, we should think what is important and what are the things that is not worldly, not the worldly affair. What are the things that can last in eternity? Can your result last? Will you bring your result, um, SPM result or whatever result or your um, certificates? Do you need that to enter heaven? Does that last for eternity? I guess not. But what about the things that you have learned? Actually, it's all about the Creator. When you study, when you study about uh, all the languages, uh, geographies, uh, history, uh, science, all those things shows who is our Creator. And I guess those knowledge will last in eternity. And the friends that are in your school, the friends around you, they can last. And we hope that they are in eternity, that we can, they can be with us. So when I was um, in primary school, actually, um, my result sometimes um, I just being naughty and I don't like to study. Then I uh, I ever got um, the the last few uh, six in the exam, <laughs> and sometimes I really uh, put effort in and study, and and so uh, teachers would often like to get field of the good so-called good students to uh, tutor um, to help out on some uh, students who are weaker and I remember when I was um, sitting for STPM uh, SPM uh, exam uh, a few of my friends they are quite worried anxious about the exam uh, I'm the kind of uh, I'm the chill boy <laughs> I just sit and relax play games and uh, I do study and that's how I get through the exam. And uh, since I have a lot of time, and I actually put some concern, uh, put uh, put some effort on my friends. I give them uh, tuition, yeah, to my classmates, yeah, or about on on certain subjects. I try to help them. And 
by then um, friendship will last and I pray that that will last into eternity and those are the things that we have to labor and those are the things that we need to focus on is your work important is your uh, achievement in your work the target can give you um, does that matter in eternity is the car that you bought the houses that you bought the property that you own does that mean anything in eternity they are not they are temporary but the fruit that you bear in your workplace in your life they last in eternity so we don't work for the sake of working we don't work for the sake of earning money achieving the targets but we work for a better world we work for um, being integrity or changing the working environment um, making God's kingdom to come in your workplace and that will last is your health important? yes but health um, are you able to live and straight away go to heaven without going through death? I don't think so uh, unless Jesus came Jesus come but um, from what we know everyone must go through the phase where we get sick and die so health actually doesn't last in eternity the longer that we live just um, we have more time but how can we invest in eternity uh, using our time earning things that will last keeping the uh, treasure in heaven and this question will help us to change our focus from the worldly things to Jesus what are you worrying about? there are a lot of things in our life that will distract us from the focus on Jesus Christ but what Jesus said to Martha he said uh, don't worry and upset about it don't be worried don't get worried and upset about the things that you are dealing with a lot of things in our life we worry about them and we get upset about them could be your study your work your family or anything but there is Martha he busy with a lot of things and he get worried and upset but Jesus want us just to sit near to him focus on Jesus if you are worried and upset about a lot of things then those are the things you need to repent we need to turn to Jesus rather than bearing all the worries and upset in our life you are uh, getting anxious in in your study turn to Jesus Jesus say focus on me sit near to me if you are worried about your work Jesus say turn to me and focus on me if you if you are anxious about your marriage Jesus say turn to me 
and focus on me. If you are worrying about your health, Jesus said, turn to me and focus on me. If you are worrying and upset with all the church ministries getting tired, Jesus said, turn to me and focus. All this doesn't matter in eternity. But the time we spend with God, but our focus on Jesus will help us through um, those times. One of the verses that I love the most in Psalm 23, saying, uh, God set the table before my enemy. And I think that's the attitude that we should have in the peace of Jesus Christ. Before my enemy, when you are upset, when you are angry, when you are worried, the enemy is just right in front of the gate of your city. But God set a table. He invited us to sit and drink coffee. That's the kind of peace, the attitude that God wants us to dwell in. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to sit and relax and enjoy the time with God? That's the focus that Paul is emphasizing here. Let's pray. Lord, there are a lot of things in our life that distract us. Lord, help us to cast our burden before you so that all these burdens, our anxieties, our worries, we left them behind. We left them at your feet and we sit aside and enjoy the time sitting in front of you without doing anything. Just enjoy in your presence. Lord, help us to have such peace in our heart. Help us to focus on you rather than focusing on all the worries, issues in our life. And we trust that in you we have peace and joy even though the enemy is at the door. But Lord, we want to keep them out of the door. We want to keep all the worries and anxieties far away from us. Even though they are just right there, but we can still sit and relax and enjoy coffee with you. Lord, lead us to live such a peaceful life and help us um, as we grow in you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.